Today, I'm speaking with Adele Wong. Adele is an energy medicine healer who helps people strengthen their mindfulness and resilience and clear overwhelm and perfectionism so they can be more successful in their relationships, more effective professionally, and feel better physically too. Today, we're talking about her journey and triumph over a former life of quiet desperation. This is a story many women are going to relate to but most won't talk about due to the stigma involved. Many women suffer silently and just try and put on a good face like Adele speaks about. Well, this month when we're streaming, this is May of 2021, and it happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month. And there are a few key points I'd like you to take away from this conversation today. The first is to never give up on feeling better. Even when you feel like you've tried everything, there are probably alternative therapies you haven't explored yet. Remember you're here on this planet at this particular time for a reason, and you can't fully create the life you're meant to enjoy or the impact you're meant to have if you're in mental or emotional pain. Please ask for help if you're struggling and keep listening. I know you're going to enjoy and find inspiration in Adele's story. You're listening to The Inspired Wave, stories of everyday heroines, real-life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, C.J. Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real-life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week, you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together, we'll create a wave of change. Join us. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back. I am so excited to be welcoming Adele Wong to the show this evening. And we're going to be talking, well, first of all, so Adele is a spiritual teacher and helps people find their superpower. How amazing is that? And her business is called Safe Haven Healing. And she's got a really interesting story to share. So, and a relatable story, I should also say. So welcome, Adele. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, CJ. So where are you dialing in from this evening? I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. So we're in the same time zone. Yes. That's helpful. doesn't always happen that way. That's great. And I bet it's a little warmer there than it is for me right now. You enjoying some spring weather? Yes, we have an early spring, but it, I'm expecting it'll get cold again. And yeah. it always does. And yeah, it's good though. Yeah. Looking forward to spring. So what do you like to do when you're not working? Tell us a little. Uh, I'm an avid dancer. Yes, I love ballet and take a lot of jazz dance. I also love animals. So we have a new puppy going crazy, teaching the new puppy, all sorts of things. And I love hiking. Yes. Awesome. Love to be active. That's very cool. Thank you. So your story starts when you were in the 
challenging days of a corporate career. Can you take us that and tell us a little bit about how this all started and what that was like? Yes. So imagine being so confused and uncomfortable being around other people. And that was me. I was very socially awkward, very shy, but talkative. Meaning I did not really know how to connect to people. I only knew how to be smart or accomplished. My whole family is very accomplished. And so naturally I was accomplished in the corporate world. And, you know, on the outside, it looked fine, but I was always very uncomfortable inside. I really didn't have any sense of who I was. And to cut a long story short, the thing that really tipped things over for me was a nasty breakup with a gentleman. I was madly in love with him. He could hardly give me the time of day. And I had tried so hard to make a relationship work. I had read every self-help book. I was reading Tony Robbins. I was, I was studying how to be with people because I didn't know how. And when this gentleman blew me off, there was a click that went off inside that I was done with self-help. It wasn't working. And I fell into a spiral of depression because I said, I've tried so hard to be smart, helpful, and understanding. Mm -hmm. And the man in my dreams doesn't want to have anything to do with me. I'm done. So there was a sense that if I didn't find another way, I was just going to leave. I mean, I didn't really see the point in being on planet Earth this miserable. And because I had a certain, yeah, it was that bad. It was a depression. And And I'm sure some of the listeners can relate that there's an incident where you cannot keep doing things the way you have been doing. It's just, Mm -hmm. and you don't know which way to turn. And I remember sending out a plea to the universe and um, this woman showed up. I I thought she was a little odd and she turned out to be more of a medicine woman um, from a tradition I didn't understand. And she took one look at me and says, just get in here. And I thought, okay, I have nothing else to lose. I will not tell corporate people what I'm doing. It's none of their business. And I knew, okay, I could like go into her house and never come out again. Like something could happen to me, you know? I mean, I was that willing to just, I'm done, right? So we started doing some deep spiritual work. And she reminded me that when I was younger, I used to see colors around people. And my mom really didn't like to hear about it. She thought it was either mental illness or that I was lying or there's something wrong with Adele. Like stop talking about the blue lights around the dog. And the yellow lights around plants. Like I didn't realize I had a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Well, this woman reminded me again. And so she started showing some, and again, it was a big secret. I didn't tell anybody. I'm holding down this high <laughs> level corporate job, you know. And something started to happen to me quickly. I had tried therapy before. It didn't do anything for me. But this was just like an iceberg melting quickly. And along the way, she showed me some things. And I started showing it with other people, like, you know, you have an injured arm or you, your head, a headache or whatever. I was doing the things that I learned. And again, there was always a firewall between corporate and this other weird stuff I was doing. And, you know, I'm sure your corporate people can relate because in corporate perceptions, everything, you know, I was so afraid that people would find out what I was doing after five, that they wouldn't take my role as an analyst seriously. Like they would, that it would sort of change their perception of my capability. Yeah. And I didn't want you know, that to happen. And then on the other side, I was so afraid that people who were coming to me by now for cancer, recovery, injury, IBS, all these things, they knew I had sold out to corporate. They wouldn't regard me as very authentic either. So I kept these things separate. 
And you know how it happens. They all found out anyway. And pretty soon I had corporate people coming to see me and I had clients that lived in the corporate world that needed support. And I became this bridge. And so I started attracting a lot of people like me, very smart, perfectionist. There was a sensitivity, a shyness, a craving for a connection to something greater, even though you've done all the right things. And so that became the people that I attracted. And I became very good through this, this process that I've developed over the years of helping people find their superpower. Why are you here? I do feel that purpose is probably, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with your message because I feel like purpose is one of the most important things people can aspire to know. You're knowing yourself, you know, and because nobody's lives do very well when we don't have an inner compass. Wouldn't you agree? Right. Yeah. You know, that inner compass that points north. Otherwise, things just sort of happen and yeah. you know, everything feels haphazard that there is a certain I'm heading in this direction and that's right for me. And so I call it aliveness, purpose, connection, spiritual calling. There are many words. But once people get a bead on that, the relationships work better. The business works better. Your entrepreneurship, your message in the marketplace, money, everything starts to click dial in much easier than when you're just sort of trying this and trying that. And yeah, so I am the result of my own journey. And yeah, because I wasn't born this way. <laughs> Not at all. So that's what I love talking to people about now. Interesting. Yeah. So you, how long did it take after you met your mentor to really feel like you had healed? And what did your journey look like to yeah. come out of depression, first of oh, all, and, and be open to new things? Because that's kind of yeah. coming out of the corporate world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cuckoo crazy night Very, day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I was a slow learner. I didn't want to hear about any of this before. I thought it was kind of quasi cultish, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know how some people have been seeking this for a while. I was not one of those. Mm-hmm. I was somebody that didn't want to hear about it because it made me uncomfortable. I couldn't understand it. So I had to literally be hit so hard on the head that I had no choice to say, Adele, if you don't do something, you're going to leave. You just don't want to live anymore. So that, that level of despair and then this woman coming in, I would say to recover from the shock of the breakup probably took about, I'm trying to think, I was walking around in a comatose state for four months before I met her. Then I met her and I would say within a month, weird things started to happen to me and I didn't understand it. And you know, there was, there was this deep uh, existential crying that was going on, but it wasn't like falling apart crying. It was something, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of release. And I always thought crying was bad. So I was freaking out. She's like, relax. You know, this mm-hmm. is part of the process. And so, yeah, I, I'm trying to think it started pretty quickly. And then I would say within a few months, I felt very different. And then I was very curious. All right, what are you doing to me? You know, it, like I wanted to know in the beginning, I didn't care. I don't care if you're waving crystals in front of me. I don't care. I didn't want to hear it. Didn't want, I just want to feel better. In a way, I was a very difficult client. Very <laughs> resistant. Yeah. I, you know, nobody's resistant bothers me anymore because I totally get the mind's fear of losing control because you have to sort of let go. Yeah. And she was the right one at the right time. And after that, some other very, very experienced teachers came along. And then I was like, 
something's happening. I don't want to stop. I'm no longer heartbroken by the gentleman, but oh my God, there's something even more tasty coming. Yeah. So off of, you know, the, the, the rate of growth just was exponential. So that's, that's my story. I was a, I was a tough nut. Yeah. But you found something that fascinated you and you pursued it. So it wasn't Absolutely. just a cure at that point. It was. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it was just trying to make the pain stop. But when you are no longer hurting and there's something so enticing, something so juicy, who wants to stop there? You know? And so what I love about your program is it's not just about getting out of a suck. You know, it's also about the build, you know, I mean, yeah. now that yeah. life doesn't hurt so much, maybe there's time to actually enjoy yourself. Yeah. And then the question becomes, what would that be? And the, what would it be is a different level of inquiry than getting out of the suck. So it's a two part process because when you're feeling awful, trying to dream about a, a business, helping people around planet earth, that that's yeah. just yeah. Too, too much. You know, you're it's just trying to better. Yeah, yeah. So I have to ask, is that a trademark term getting out of the suck? Because I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> That's what I use. Because everyone could relate to it, you know. Get, oh, I guess my the goodness. most polite way would be just getting out of the pain, yeah. you know. But it's just that yeah. feeling of my life is just gross, you know. And yeah. so sometimes if people are trying to aspire to the more too early, it feels so overwhelming. Overwhelming, yeah. I'm sure yep. you've seen it with your clients, you know, like, yeah. how can I dream about something better when I'm just, I can't hardly get out of bed. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't yeah. want to dream because you'll just be yeah. disappointed. Yeah, exactly. And then the thing is start dreaming again. Where did your dreams go? You stopped, you know, because you thought it would hurt. So we need the dreaming because that is a hint of where the purpose is. Mm -hmm. But if, if you're still in suck, there's some other things that can, have lift the depression so that they work in tandem. Because if you don't have something juicy pulling you, yeah. it feels like life has no purpose. Yeah. All right, I'll take a Tylenol, I'll feel better. I'll go to yoga, I'll feel, you know, I'll meditation is a little bit better. It's, the progress is slow. But yeah. when there is something that is pulling you, you yeah. can't wait. Yeah. 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 It's nice to have the pull. Pull is That's great. awesome. Yeah. I have this visual when you talk about trying to get out of the suck, I picture mud because it sucks you in, right? Yes. It's a good visual. Yeah, we've all <laughs> yeah. been there and yeah. yours truly was truly stuck. Yeah, I understand yeah. deep suffering because I was there. So what would you say from like the beginning of that painful part of your journey to now was your biggest lesson you'd like people to take away from yeah your story um, i would like people to consider that some of this doesn't have a narrative like what i noticed is happening in the market right now is that there's a lot of focus on positive thinking watching your thoughts there's some ideas of law of attraction and that stuff is good what the biggest thing i see happening is people think that's all there is and then it becomes, well, if I didn't get what I want, it must have been that I wasn't thinking right, or I wasn't positive enough, or I wasn't clear enough. Like people start to associate your spiritual development with getting something, mm -hmm. you know, it becomes, it's been, you know, it starts to become used as a tool to get more Yeah. when in reality, it's more just discovery of who you are. And that's where I see people like for me, I had to see the difference between aspiring to 
create more, do more, be more, blah, 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 versus being happy. It's a sticky wicket, but for me, that was profound Mm -hmm. because I thought everything was about controlling the mind. Yeah. I had no idea that there was anything else, frankly. Yeah. Because our culture is very mindset oriented. Yeah. And I think mindset is important, but it's not the only thing. There's also a sense of, um, of a presence. These things don't have words, but it's, you know, a certain sensuality of the moment. There's the feminine women like to carry their energy differently than men. And like, Mm -hmm. that's not a concept, but when people, when women learn that they're like, it's such a relief, like, Oh my God, I don't need these self-help books anymore. Cause I feel it instead. I go for that. It's faster. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, fast is good. We like to cut to the chase. Fabulous. So how can people connect with you if they'd like to learn more about what you do? Yeah, I'm pretty accessible. I'm on all the major platforms. I like to be very approachable. People can contact me on Facebook or Instagram. And if people want to have a conversation with me, there's a link you can schedule a you know, casual convo with me. I usually like to just hear and listen, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can help you. I want to listen first. And if I don't think I can help someone, I'll usually know someone I can refer them to. Nice. If I do think I can help, I might ask some questions to be sure. Uh, yeah, because I only want people, I'm, I'm very positioned to get success for people. So I want to know, yes, this is the type of person and issue that I can help them with. And then I can describe how, you know, we might work together if we did yeah. Yeah. a conversation. I do have small online programs. I do work with people privately. My online programs span the globe. So it doesn't matter where you live. You know, there I've got people in UK and New Zealand and stuff like that. So the community doesn't have to be regional to wherever, you know, Georgia or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just love to hear from people, you yeah. know. Yeah, I just love to touch base. And even if I can't help you, I may be able to refer you to somebody. It's interesting. It just occurred to me with you saying that we didn't circle back on when this happened, but you were talking about not being able to really relate and communicate and being around people. And clearly at some point in your journey, you figured that out. Well, I have my days when (laughs) I feel awkward because I understand social anxiety on a deep level. I understand the feeling when there's a humanoid in front of me talking and inside I'm tense of trying to find something interesting or smart to say back. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of tension. Because I so wanted this person to approve. I was very uncomfortable with pauses. You know, we, we can't have silence. You know, I would, I would just blurt things out. And it really hindered my ability to connect more deeply in a fulfilling way. I see this rampant. Our culture is very loud. People are very uncomfortable with saying less. Let the silence fill with what doesn't need to be said so much. You'll feel it. And then the intimacy grows. Like, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why this man that I was crazy about, like, I I was forever trying to think of something smart to say. And I had no idea that the feminine essence much prefers a receptive model rather than going out and the the masculine for for women who are interested, masculine presence, a little more presence is a little bit more electric in nature. Mm -hmm. The feminine is more magnetic 
in nature. So in this culture, including yours truly earlier on, I was doing things very electric, which means exhaustion, mm-hmm. constantly obsessed with my to-do list. I felt invisible. I didn't feel attractive. You know, in the dating scene, I would just disappear into the carpet. Um, I didn't feel sexy. I did. But people who embody this energy, number one, you're going to make more money. You, you just will, because people will feel that. That's what the market wants. It's, you know, and number two, relationships will be more fulfilling and not so surfacey. And that's what I was just craving inside. I just didn't know how to do it. So I welcome you. If you're out there feeling in this, let's have a conversation. It's, it's one of those things that it's hard to articulate, but people can feel it. If, If you're in that boat of that nervousness around people, hyper empathy, Oh my God, I can't have CJ not happy with me. I better pump her up. You know, I don't want her to not like me. I don't want her to approve of me. What can I say that sounds clever? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my life for quite a while. So that's a lot of, a lot to relate stand. to, a lot to relate to there. I think there's a, a lot of people that have that come up and it's a struggle because yeah. yeah, we Being have to drained. be able yeah, everybody wants to be there for other people, but then you're drained by them. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to be a hermit either. And then you're irritated because they want stuff from you. And then you're trying to get away. And then you're exhausted. Like that dance is classic mm-hmm. for the problems. It's an energetic dance that I specialize in. So that you can awesome. do more. You know, women inspired to do the things that you want to do. You've got to have a better grip on your energy. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just <laughs> exhausting, yeah. you know? Gotta have energy. Yep, absolutely. Well, this has been an inspiring conversation. Thank you so much, Adele. This has been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate your time and your wisdom and your story that I know lots of women will relate to and hopefully be inspired. So, and thank you everyone for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to join our free women's Facebook group if you're not there already. That's where all the action is taking place. And sign up for our newsletter. When you do, you'll receive a complimentary growth plan template. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.